Did you always want to be a journalist? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think like at a very young age, like I kind of showed that I really, really loved music. I think my love for music started like really early. Um, so I played basketball growing up. That was like the main thing that I really was doing like in high school. So like that, but even in high school and times I would just be so enthused with music. Like I was like a music fanatic. Like that was my thing. And, um, sports, I love sports too. So, um, just journalism all it all came together when when journalism came around because it was like the way for me to show that love for music and sports and you know all the stuff that I love so I think that I would say about like uh, I would say around like 17 18 that's kind of what I knew I wanted to like pursue you know what I'm saying like I wanted to mm-hmm. like make it a serious thing because honestly I if, if people don't people don't know that I went to college for a year and I played basketball. I didn't like it because of mm-hmm. uh, the fact that I realized going to college, you know, you're going to be in a, this is a totally different thing. Like when you go to college, it's like a totally different ball game for, mm-hmm. you know, versus being in high school playing basketball. You know, like when you're in high school, oh, I'm just playing basketball, you know, get past the time, you know, get keep me out of trouble, you know, having fun, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But when you get mm-hmm. in college, you know, it's like it, it like lets you know, is this really something that you want to do for the rest of your life? Or, you know, do you just want to do this to kind of get past the time? And you can't really do that in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like in college, it's like you don't in, in college. It's, it's just totally different. Like, you don't you're not able to have a social mm-hmm. life, really. Um, it's, it, well, my experience, uh, my experience being in college and playing basketball for the year I did play. Um I didn't really have a whole, I couldn't really do a whole lot. Um, I didn't really have a social life. Um, we would wake up at five in the morning to do um, run up hills and stuff with tires. I mean, it was just stuff that I didn't, it was just stuff that I didn't really want to really do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I realized that and I, I, I stopped playing basketball and I was just a regular student at the, at the school I went to, but then I transferred to another school um, called Virginia State University, if you've ever heard of that, it's HBCU in uh, Petersburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a pretty cool school. Uh, luckily, I did drop out. Still. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped off after my sophomore okay. year, <laughs> um, just because I liked school. But it, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say that it wasn't mm-hmm. for me because I'm still going back to school to finish my, um, to try to finish school and everything later on down the line. I don't know when that'll be, mm-hmm. but I know I'm going to go back and finish. I just went at the time I had went, I was in school. I just didn't like it as much. You know what I'm saying? That okay, makes yeah. sense. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I, 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 that's why I commend everybody who can finish school and, and um, finish it out because I wasn't able to do it. So I, when I know that there's other friends and people that I know of who finished college, I'm like, dang, that's amazing because <laughs> like I, I couldn't do it based on the fact that I don't feel like I was focused enough to finish mm. school. And okay. um, yeah, so that was just like the, the like start of like the whole thing. And um, okay. after so that happened- when you, So when you went to college, did you, you did mass communications or what did you do? Yeah, I did mass communication in college. So um, at Virginia State University, and I had a really cool uh, professor, I forgot her name, dang, I, I hate I forgot her name, but uh, she was so nice and um, yeah, she was my, she was one of the, uh, like, the class I'm talking about was, um, it was, a, I think it was the introduction of, of mass communication, I believe, mm-hmm. or um, it was like a creative writing class. 
but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, but that was that was some of like that was some of the stuff I did and going into going into uh, doing mass communication in college. And I had some other classes that like um, had a lot to do with mass communication. But I think the main class that uh, that really focused on just mass communication was the introduction of mass communication. And I think I the creative creative plus creative writing. I think it was the name of it. I'm not really okay. sure. Okay. So after you dropped yeah. out of school, like, how did you get your start in journalism? Like, where did you go to, like, get your first job? Stuff like that. Okay, so, like, just because this is, like, an unfiltered, uh, just being real, like, unfiltered journey type thing, I have to really be honest with, like, how I was able to mm-hmm. do that. All right, so luckily in college, um, I met a really cool friend, and she ended up being my girlfriend. So when I dropped out, she we both were like, well, she's originally from Brooklyn and I'm not originally from Brooklyn. I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, but uh, we met in college. So uh, long story short, I moved and stayed in New York with her. And we like, I was there for like, uh, I would say, mm, I was in New York for about like five years for like a a, a pretty much a long time um doing like journalism so like basically i was how old when i when i first went? i was like 19 20 got to new york and like mm-hmm. from there that's when um that's when i was able to um intern for uh hot 97 if you ever heard of hot 97 oh, definitely yeah so i interned with hot 97 and um firstly uh the thing with that is that uh so dj from flex has like a website that he um that was called inflex we trust uh, I don't know if he still has the website now. I know it's a long, it's, it's been a while. But um, I, the, my first, like, very first thing when I got to New York was I seen online, I was on my Instagram, and I believe, I don't know if I followed him at the time. I don't know. I had I was following a lot of people, but I don't really follow that many people as much on my Instagram now. But before, mm-hmm. I think I was following him, and I think he was saying, I'm looking for writers for Inflex with Trust. So then I reached out to him. And, um, and I didn't really reach out the way that others reach out, you know, like everybody does like the email thing. Well, yeah. I didn't do the email. Kind of yeah. like what you, DM- you DM'd him or something or like, yes. Like basically I just, um, it wasn't a DM. It was just like, it was on some, I wouldn't say soccerish stuff, but it was <laughs> like, um, I was like, okay, yo, like, I know you're looking for writers, whatever, whatever. I'm a writer. Like, can, can, like, can I, can I get this, like, what can I do to get into, like, doing this, you know, doing this job for you? Because you just said you're looking for writers, and I, I really love to write. And I had my own magazine and everything, mm-hmm. and I was, well, at the time, actually, I didn't have my own magazine. I had my own blog. So okay. instead of, like, now everybody knows the BCG magazine, but I, I was a blog, I, like, I had my own blog at first. So, like, I, I showed him, I just gave him the link to the blog and everything. And, like, luckily... Um, like maybe I would say like two days after, well, not two days, it was maybe like three days after hassling him on Instagram because I, I kept sending them like until he, until he to me. So like eventually, um, he wrote back and said, got you. And then after that, I got an email from, uh, this guy named Tat WZA. He write, he, uh, doesn't, he doesn't write for, um, Funkmaster Flex, but he's like his, uh, engineer, I believe. Mm, okay or something like that on his radio show. But um, he reached out to me and was like, hey, we have you uh, down. Can you come do this interview for us? See if you're good for the job, whatever. 
So I was like super excited. And that was like when I had first got to, um, like I said, I moved to New York or whatever. And um, when I first got there, that's what, um, that's what I had did. Like I had did that interview with them mm. and, um, and everything went well. And like that week, well, that following week, I was in like the hot 97 um, building doing, uh, I was interning for him. Mm, okay. So that was like my very first, that was like my very first um, writing job. And it, it, I wouldn't say it was a job because I wasn't getting paid. I was just an intern. Okay. But it was just a simple fact that you were interning at Hot 97. Like if anybody in radio, like if you're somebody that's like trying to do radio, mm-hmm. or, you know, a journalist, you kind of know of Hot 97 just based off the, um, I would say the, the legacy that they kind of have is not the same anymore, but it's still hot 97. So when you're interning there, you're going to run into people that like, you're going to run into so many people. Mm. And like the time that I was there, um, the time that I I, w- I was there, like at the uh, hot 97 office, so many things went down. Like that was the year that uh, I think that was the year that Jay-Z had put out Magna Carta, Holy Grail, that album okay. where he kind of, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, he was like he gave everybody like phones or something. So I know I know oh, the high wow. ninety seven office he gave he <laughs> right, gave like everybody some kind of Samsung phones or whatever, like for the release. Mm. But I, I saw so many people like Spike Lee. Um I had seen DL Hughley one day. I like ran him down. <laughs> and I was like, that's DL Hughley. And um, yeah, so he seen me, he's like, Don't be running up on me like that. I know who you were and I was laughing. Like, he took a picture of me or whatever. Um, and like it was just so many people I met like during that time. So, like just the fact that I was interning there, it it opened up a lot for me because I was able to just network in general, give you know, give people my email, um, see a lot of people. It yeah, so it was really like a cool. It was really cool to uh, be interning for them. And then after I interned for um, DJ Funk Flex, I moved over to interning for the Hot ninety seven digital department. So. Um, that was that was pretty cool too because uh i was basically doing sports writing and um it was like it was kind of different because i wasn't really getting the credit for the writing you know mm. writer if you know what ghost writing is yeah right yeah <laughs> right so i wasn't getting the credit but it was still a, another again like it was a great opportunity because i'm there in an atmosphere with people who do what kind of what like what i want to do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like on the radio or you know writing or, or you know just it was just a cool like atmosphere mm-hmm. so that was just like my that was like my first little start of uh doing journalism and if you want to, do you want me to keep going and telling you like the rest of like the the rest of the jobs I was able to get after that? Um, or? I really do want to know about the Source magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, that's what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> next, so next, the like the really the, the, this is like the job that really like I was able to just like this was really like the really cool thing about my writing um career, like writing for Source magazine because like Source magazine was like that. I had the networking that I had did with High 97, mm. it just done. I started writing for the source. Like when I started writing from the source, I just started getting so many emails um, and so many people reaching out to me to go to events. Uh, brands were just sending me stuff. It just started getting like mm. really cool around that time when I started writing for Source Magazine. So for starting off, it, I basically did the same thing that I did with Funkmaster Flex when I started writing for him. <laughs> so Source Magazine said the same thing. They were looking for writers. Um, this was, I think, 
I don't I don't think I've seen this from uh from Instagram. I think I actually seen this like um I think actually one of somebody told me that Source magazine was looking for writers. And I said, Oh, how can I like get in to uh write for them? And they gave me the office, uh the office detail, like where their office was. And that's so crazy mm-hmm. that their office was where it was at because it was literally well, the the girlfriend I was with at the time, my ex-girlfriend, her job was like right there near um office. So oh, wow. like that was really cool because I'm like, okay, it's like right there. So before I had actually gotten um before I had actually got the chance to start writing for them, um I basically just went up there and um I went to the office or whatever. And, you know, like sometimes when people see people, they like, okay, who is this person or whatever. But I went to the office and I had my resume with me. I had like, um, I had my phone with me. I was able to show them my blog. I was like, just kind of on my stuff and kind of like, just, hey, can I, is there a way that I can start writing for you guys? Like, I really, really like the legacy of just writing for the Source magazine would be so huge for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Starting off. That's like a whole institution. Right. (laughs) Starting (laughs) off. So like, I was just like, come on, y'all gotta let me have this opportunity because, you know, I mean, I just love to write about music. And then, you know, some Mm. people, and my thing I think about like the whole journalism game now, it's like, now because it's like, um, Usually when people start writing for magazines, you know, they love the music. It's like now, mm-hmm. I don't know if the people that write for these magazines and these companies, I don't know if they love like the the essence of it. You know what I'm saying? Especially mm-hmm. with yeah. hip hop magazines in general. It's like they're just hiring anybody at some time. Right. I'm, I'm really being honest. I just feel like mm-hmm. they're just hiring anybody. And it's like, I thought that to write for any of these companies, you had to be like at least a little bit knowledgeable about you know music at least right. you know what i'm saying yeah sometimes i re- i be reading it and it just kind of it's a little bland right you know, the writing. <laughs> <laughs> right and it's like where do these people come from it's like i mean i don't i don't know like it did you know you just you just wonder sometimes but like so um basically that's just basically what i did with that situation so i met the owner his name is Londell um Londell mcmillan if you ever heard of him and um he's mm. the owner of the source magazine so when i went there he was there okay other interns and that were writing for him and these other people that were there as well that were part of the uh part of his like you know um the the company and what they were doing at the time with their role uh but um the guy who uh seen me he was like um yeah you could definitely start writing because he i showed him my stuff or whatever and um i had like at at the time i was already getting interviews for like you know right like interviews with certain people just based off of being writing for uh funk master flex at the time i was still writing for him but i was wanting to elevate by you know starting to write for the source Mm. and then um that's that's basically what happened with that so i kind of kept going up to the office until they like was like okay yeah let's just let her write for us and they finally gave me like the opportunity and I think that was after like maybe maybe four visits I'll say maybe four (laughs) visits I had kept going up there because it's like I was just so like I was really intrigued by the atmosphere like even when you go into the source magazine's office they don't have the same I don't think it's the same office anymore but even when you go into the office it's like just really cool it's like source magazine cover like big blown up uh, covers all over the place um, they had plaques and all that. It was just a really cool atmosphere. And then it's like you're in a you're in a room with people and they're talking about music like 
who doesn't want to be doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. that's really cool for somebody that's really it like really loves music. So like that was me. So I just felt like it was a perfect opportunity for me to um try to get in and and see what I see what I could do uh just writing for a place like the source. And when I was able to start writing for them, like I like I told you, a lot of my emails doubled. Like maybe oh, okay. three times double. Like with from the emails I was getting with uh Funk Master Flex. And even with Funk Master Flex, I really wasn't getting a whole lot of emails. I was just like, you know, I was at the time I was just reaching out to people to do interviews sometimes. But now it's like I don't even really be reaching out to people no more to do interviews. Like the PRs okay. reach out to me to uh interview their artists. So it's like mm. it's just totally different now. So it's like Big with moves. The, Yeah, so with the source it was like um, that was like the jump start of that, and then when that started happening, when I I'm, I'm telling you, man, when I started getting shoes in the mail and stuff from Puma, <laughs> and no, I'm serious. When I started getting shoes in the mail from Puma, and they're like sending me stuff, and then they're inviting me to these cool events to just meet these artists or interview these artists, mm. I was just like, wow, that's really crazy. Like, I mean, I because I, I like I like I'm telling you, I was I'm I didn't see any of that coming like for the time that I was writing. I I just knew that I love to write and mm. I like the thing is these things that happen are like should be plus to you know like those are just plus because when you're right. somebody that, like myself, I actually love to write about music um and sports. And at the time when I was writing for the source, uh I actually was a style writer, if you know what that like, you know, write about mm-hmm. I was writing about clothes a little more. Just I was fashion was writing, in general yeah so i was doing a little bit so that, and then and that was like a weird role too because it's like i'm at a hip-hop magazine but i, I talk a lot of I'm, I'm writing about you know style stuff but mm. then i eventually got a, i got the opportunity to start writing about music which was really cool because i didn't really get that opportunity until like my until like my second my second year maybe writing with the source and then from mm. there i was writing about music really but I was still able to just write about everything. So, like, even now with Respect Magazine, my role with Respect Magazine, um, I still write about style, music, and sports. I write about all three because those, all those things are, I was, I would obviously say music is fun, but, you know, because I love to write in general, I, I'm able to write about every, like, you know, the stuff that I'm into, you know. Um, but that's okay. kind of, that was kind of, that was kind of some of my role at the source for like the first two years. Then my third and fourth year, like my third, uh, my third and fourth year, I kind of was like doing just all kinds of writing, like for, you know, like just talking about everything. And yeah, Source, man, it's like, a, it's so cool. Like it was just a like cool, fun time. And, um, mm. you know, yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that was like the, that was what the, um, that was like my third, my third kind of job type intern type of thing. And then the fourth, like this was something that would, that just came along. So I was able to yeah. write for Vibe magazine, which was a, a really cool that was that was something that I really wanted to do for a long time. Um I think my mm-hmm. I think writing for them I was what when I first started I was what twenty three three when I started writing okay. for Vibe. And um long story short, it was just an internship that that, you know, at the time it was like what? Um, I wrote for them for about maybe four months, I would say. I know okay. it was a very short stint, 
But because it was something that I had always wanted to do, I was really happy about being able to get that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I remember when I was younger and I would always say, I really want to write for all of the places that I want to write for. I think I had a, I had a, uh, I had a, like, I wanted to write for complex, but, um, mm. I had went to the complex office. They had actually wrote me back around the time that I was writing for the source. They had wrote me back. And, but see, the whole thing is with when you're writing with all these people, you know, sometimes they go back and look at who you're writing for. And then you really, you really can't, you know, you really can't kind of do that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if you're first magazine and you're trying to write for complex, that can kind of, you know, that can, that's not really what they kind of want you know what i'm saying um just okay. based on the fact that complex is another it's not a it's not really competition i i didn't think it was competition but i mean maybe okay. to them that was like a the source and somebody writing for you can't really write for both so that's uh like switching right. sides and kind of like you know what i'm saying that's just that's just the thing with you know with journalism but uh I wanted to write for Complex. Mm. They had actually sent me a little email. I was so hype about it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go in and do the interview, and I never got a uh, call back or anything. But that's just something I remember about mm. Complex. But it was <laughs> cool. You know, I, I was able to go to the office and, like, see how they do stuff there. But, um, yeah, I mean, after that, mm -hmm. after writing for Source, well, I was actually still writing for Source when I had did the vibe thing. But then, you know, I was after writing for source so um yeah vibe is just you know one of those things and i mean i sometimes you don't have the best of memories writing for some of these you know companies because of mm -hmm. the simple fact that i was an intern there but i honestly mm -hmm. felt like there were there were ways that the the intern program could have been different you know what i'm saying um mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just big on this if you're going to like have, if you're going to, you know, have people come in and do, you know, be interns, you can't just place them in a room and think that they're, you're going to be able to know what they like, you know, mm. what their knowledge level is. Um, or mm. if, if they even know about, you know, what, what, what we're coming here to do, because Vibe Magazine is one of the, you know, that's really, their legacy is kind of like the sources really, or somewhat similar. Because, you know, mm -hmm. Vibe is one of those magazines where they were around for a long time. You know, Vibe, w w when Tupac and Biggie were around, I mean, like, these right. are magazines that have, you know, a very long, like, their legacy. They have a good legacy. So it's like, you know, I just felt like at, when I was interning for them, I felt like they could have, you know, did, been a little bit more, um, how do I say this? Uh, they could have been a little bit more active with the interns that were there you know what i'm saying mm, because okay. after after the internship was done we had to do like a um a presentation so the presentation mm. was basically um you know it was it was sort of like i think it was something that you love or or uh it was supposed to be like a um just a a, a farewell presentation for like you know the whole vibe team whatever so I did okay. the presentation or whatever, and my presentation was about Jay Dilla because, you know, obviously he's one of the best uh, producers right. to ever, like, live. Um, Legend. Right. So I did my uh, I did my presentation on him. And after the presentation, everybody's like, oh, my God, like, we didn't know that you knew all this stuff. We, we didn't know that, like, we didn't know you were this knowledgeable. And I'm like, 
Wow. I mean, duh. Like, like <laughs> I mean, y'all had me. They were in a that room. surprised. <laughs> y'all had me in a room with all these interns, and like y'all expect to know that, like y'all expect people to be able to tell y'all what they know. Like, you know, one thing about mm. me is I'm really laid back and I'm quiet. Like most people that know me know, um, I don't really talk a whole lot. So, okay. um, when I was there, you know, that's kind of what I did. You know, I came in. I would come in early in the morning because we had to we had to come in early in the morning and do our assignments or whatever. And that's what I would do. I would mm-hmm. go in early in the morning, do my assignments, but I would be in the room with the other interns. And I'm okay with being in a room with everybody else, but it's just the fact that I don't think that they were proactive enough with any of us to really get mm-hmm. to know us. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you yeah, wanna yeah, if you wanna be able to know people, it shouldn't have been such a shock that, oh, you know all this stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm here to intern for um, uh, you know, a, a legendary magazine. Like, of course, I'm going to mm. know about music. Of course, I'm going to know about, you know, the stuff that I love. But, you know, that was just something mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I remember about writing for Vibe. And it was still a fun time. Like, I, I, pretty much all the jobs I've had with journalism have been fun. And I love all mm. of them. Um, even when now with my role with Respect Magazine, I love my role with Respect Magazine. Uh, but I'm saying, like, with Vibe in that particular situation, um, I just felt like, you know, we, we it, some things could have been different. But, you know, at the end of the day, everything like, everything's not going to be perfect, you know. So, again, that was just mm. – um, that was one of – another job that I was able to, uh, you know, have during my uh, journalism career. And then after that, uh, after writing for Vibe, now I'm writing for Respect Magazine. And um, okay. it is what it is. But I think, mm. but I think on that, but <laughs> okay. I, but I think after I wrote for Vibe, I I started my own magazine, which is the BCG magazine. And that's like you know everybody, people might know me more from there, from uh, creating okay. BCG magazine than you know some of these like mm. writing for some of these other places. But and and I also wanted to ask like, what does that stand for? BCG. Okay, so BCG stands for Brilliant Creative Genius. Um, it's sort of like a nod to myself, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like it can be for anybody. Like I feel like BCG can stand for anybody. Like I think that was that's the whole objective behind it is um just make, like making sure everybody can like um you know I think everybody has some kind of brilliant stuff in them or creativity in them, and I think everybody has some type type mm-hmm. of genius level creative geniuses it's like that's just pretty much the stand and that's the meaning of a uh, brilliant creative genius and bcg um i started it basically okay. for like myself because that's what i call myself that's what i felt like i was that's what i think of myself but i think everybody mm, can okay. kind of can put that into their own way of living and kind of uh you know do things that can you know go back to that in their regular life and everyday life um and so yeah that's pretty much what it stands for when did you like decide to come up with this brand like did you like you know finally start to put that in motion um okay so man it's (laughs) all these questions are good uh but yeah so Mm -hmm. basically um if you have you ever heard of karen seville yep okay so all right so like i tell people all the time because i like I really went back and I look at people who kind of did some of the stuff that I w- like would love to kind of get into or like do at the time. Mm-hmm. So 
Karen Seville, if you've never heard of her, she's actually, she was a, she started off doing PR in first. I'm not a PR, but I used to always hear about her when I would be like, you know, writing and stuff. People would be like, oh, Karen Seville, I, you know, I like her. I want to be like her or I love what she's mm-hmm. doing. Um, so basically, like I said, I go and study a lot of people. Like I go and study, um, I went and studied a lot of journalists and I went and studied a lot of people that are in the field, in the industry. So mm-hmm. like she was the, ma- she was actually the main person that I kind of looked at and was like, holy crap, like this lady, she's like really awesome because if anybody knows, like if you, if you're on BCG magazine, you know that I have a podcast, I have a brand and I also have agency is just basically for me to promote my work i'm not a pr i don't i don't promote other Mm. people's work i don't do any any type of pr work um but i do know later on down the line that could be something that i could get into after i stop writing so Mm. karen seville actually was ahead of the game i think because karen seville actually had her own stuff like before that like her like she had a Mm. brand she had an agency um, she had a website that like, you know, I have a website as well with uh, bcgmag.com. But the person that kind of gave me that idea was her because, like I said, I study a lot of people. But when I seen how she did a lot of the stuff she was doing, I was like, wow, I would really love to like be that deep into the game to where I can kind of be able to um, do some of the stuff she's doing. And also being able to make the money that mm-hmm. she's making, I'm pretty sure just having her own brand and and having her own website and i just thought all this i just thought that was really cool just the fact that she was she had her own stuff you know what i'm saying because i love writing for people but it's like i always say i would more definitely rather build my own brand you know what i'm saying like i didn't just start building Mm -hmm. my brand um when i got the opportunity to write for uh after after vibe i actually had my own brand and stuff around the source days and that doesn't mean my like clothing brand i mean like my uh website i had already had all that motion like and i was like Hmm. when i that was really when i was around like 21 uh 21 20 maybe could be I, i really don't remember the age but i was really really young and like, so I had that stuff because I would always say, yeah, I like writing for these people, but I eventually want to just be able to write for myself and have my own money through my own stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I saw Karen Seville and how she did what she mm-hmm. was doing. And that's what she was doing. And I'm like, sometimes you have to pay mm-hmm. attention to how other people get their start or how they move. Because if some if something worked for mm-hmm. somebody else, you can do the same but try to put your own twist on it. Doesn't mean take what they what they're doing. Right. But when I saw that Karen Seville had her own brand, I saw she had her own website. I saw that she had all this stuff. I'm like, man, that's really that's really cool. And then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to try to I need I need to really get into my thing and figure out like you know how can I try to create like a, a brand type of thing and like sort of do some of something similar. And that's when BCG came about. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, that's just what BCG came about. Like, when I when I saw that she was, like, mm-hmm. somebody who... And I, and that's what's so crazy is, is that she was the PR for Nipsey Hussle had that same exact thing. Like, oh. Nipsey Hussle had his own stuff. Marathon mm-hmm. Clothing. He had, um, he, he, like, he just had mm-hmm. his own stuff. He even had his own um, 
what is it imprint and it's like I just feel mm, like yeah, I just yeah. feel like every journalist should have their own imprint. Like I, I've sat in rooms with people and I've told them that I was going to start a brand company and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I want to start a brand and then I want to start a magazine. I want to do that stuff. And some people really just look at it and say, oh, you know, maybe that'll happen, you know, whatever, whatever. And because, you know, I, I think mm. that it's just everybody's not into that. And that's OK. You don't have to be into it. But I really just feel like, you know, I feel like every journalist should have their own thing. You know what I'm saying? Outside of what they do. You right. know, like, because I write for Respect Magazine doesn't mean I can't have my own brand and build my own stuff. Because it's mine. Like, it's not anybody else's. And I'm actually mm-hmm. very, very proud of what I've been able to uh, build. You know what I'm saying? So, I absolutely think everybody should try yeah. to look into it. That's just my thoughts on, um. That's just my thoughts on having your own uh, okay. imprints and all that and, and starting your own brand and starting your own company, website. Ownership. But Karen Seville is kind of the person that sparked that idea. I'm going to be honest. I've never, I've probably never mm, been able okay. to like, you know, I, I think I've seen her one time on a red carpet. And I actually did an interview with Karen Seville, but it never came out. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, right. <laughs> it never right. came out because... Uh, I was writing Dang. source at the time, and they was they they didn't. I don't know why they didn't want the interview to come out. It was it was something crazy at the time. What's mm. so crazy is is that we had a lady that wrote for the source. And I don't know, she doesn't write. For, she's not with the source anymore. But she had a very big issue with Karen Seville, so that's probably why it didn't come out. Right. It was it, oh, right. Okay, it's just okay. it's just so one of those things. You know, everything things happen. It was way before mm. out there. She was an older woman, so I'm not. I don't know what exactly happened between them, but oh. it was it was just something. So the interview never came out anyways, but it was a really good interview. I really wish it would have, but hey. She sparked that oh. idea though. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um so did working at all these magazines like Source Vibe, Respect, did that help? Yeah, you like your own yeah, magazine? like it helped it helped a lot. Like being able to be around the people that I was around, like and, and seeing how they would move and do certain things, that really helped me a lot. Like it, it taught me so many things. Like writing for the source, I think, was one of the biggest things because I was so like I wanna say I was close to Londell McMillan. I would just say I was always around him, you know, mm. like uh when he when I I was uh at the source. And he's the owner of the source magazine. So being able to be there with him, get questions ask certain things it was just like the best thing because like you know people that have actually done stuff that you want to it's always best to try to get Mm -hmm. questions from them and see what they um see what they're doing how they did that or you know just Mm -hmm. anything just just to be in that just to be in the presence of that and in that situation is actually i feel like is a good good situation um so being around you know source magazine and even now uh, writing for Respect Magazine, me and the owner are really, really cool. And um, we have a close uh, relationship. So I talk to him all the time. And it's like, I just love mm. talking to people that, you know, um, are are doing that kind of like, like, you know, doing stuff like that. And, you know, I think writing for all the magazines I wrote for really helped me. Even when I wrote for, even when I was with Hot 97, DJ Funk Flex used to tell me stuff. And I think the biggest thing that DJ mm. Funk Flex used to say and, and 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 this is just he always says this though but he used to tell the interns this he used to say and and this is like for just i, I say you can anybody can apply it to to themselves 
this is the this the uh, the the quote he would say. He would say, "Don't be mad at me. Be mad at yourself for being an underachiever." So basically, mm. you know, everybody has has those people who <laughs> might not like them, or you know, <laughs> might be hating a little bit. I don't think I have any haters. I don't mm. think I, I I don't think that's the the case. But I'm just saying. I think yeah. that particular quote is basically just, you know, work hard. Like it's it's just you got to work hard. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, you know, you can't be mad at anybody for for getting ahead or being able to accomplish certain things. You just got to work hard. Like, you know, don't be an underachiever in whatever you do. And if you underachieve, then you're just you're just an underachiever. And that's how you got to look at yourself. But he used to always say it all the time when you walk around the office. I'd be like, what? What is he saying? I would just be like, oh, OK, <laughs> I get it. And I was just like, you know, kind of take stuff from that level, like from what he was saying. Like, man, I just, you know, I really just got to work hard at, um, you know, writing and journalism and stuff. But I think, I think being around people that are just, I guess, serious about their jobs really made me serious about uh, writing because, Mm, you know, you could say you want to do something all day, but if you're not really putting in the work, it don't matter. Like, it really, really doesn't matter. Like, and I, I think I've seen enough people to actually know. People always say they want to do certain things, but it's like, the, if the work ethic doesn't match, bro, like, come on. Mm. Not that serious. <laughs> come like, on if now. the work ethic doesn't match, it's like you're just saying something just, you know, just to be talking. And I'm like, you know, uh, that's one. I don't want to be that person. Never mm. in my life, I said, I don't want to be that person that just talks just to talk. Like, I mean, I want to actually be able to be active at doing what I'm doing and serious about it. Because, if, if you know, if you love something, you're going to be serious about it. That's why I question certain people or right. certain, you know, any, and, and that's just, it could be in any kind of profession because you, you also see people that are like in the NBA and stuff and they're like joking around, you know, like. How do you make millions right. to play basketball? Just to play a basketball. You make millions to play basketball and you're not taking it serious. Like there's guys mm. right now who were kicked off their team because they decided to smoke a little weed. And my thing is, why would you do that if you, you know, if you're if you're in a professional like, like the NBA and you know Right. You're supposed to be serious about it. You've gotten this opportunity that millions of young boys want to have the chance to, you know, be in your shoes. And you're going to throw that away for some weed? That's what I'd be talking about, by like, right. people really don't be serious about what they say they, they're doing. That's why I just be like, you know, I think me being able, like you said, uh, being around people who are in these companies and magazines, being able to be around these people... Um, had, it really like it really gave me the energy to like you know really be serious about what I do as far as writing goes and um, creating my own magazine and having my own brand and stuff to kind of build and you know kind of want to get to that point where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you know, final question: What is what is the end goal for your brand? Is it is it to branch out to the whole country, like, uh, like the world, uh, and like? Uh, I would say I would I would say yeah. That like- I would say that's like the ending goal. I think the ending goal mm. is to be able to build a brand that's just. Have you heard of Keith and Why? No, uh, Ronnie Peak. Okay, that name sounds well, familiar. Yeah, so I want my brand to be as big as that. I hopefully 
hope I hope okay, okay. that I can eventually have a store for BCG. I think that would be really cool because then I can also have like a you know um, I not only having the store but I can also be able to have a place where I can kind of have my magazine kind of company in that same exact um, store or what or what so but I have so many like things that I want to do with BCG that is like you know and I think mm. that's that that's one of the things that that's in there is, is being able to branch out to a lot of people and just be able to grow I think growing is the biggest thing like um, you know I'm not saying that you know I'm I'm going to hopefully I'm not saying that I, I don't know how to say it but I'm not saying that I don't want it to get to that point but the thing is, when you mm-hmm. when you actually just want to see yourself grow, you kind of put certain goals in play, but you just let them happen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm mm-hmm. just kind of okay. letting everything happen and see where it goes from there. But I know for sure when I was when I was doing my brand, I didn't even think that I was going to be able to uh, to start a brand. If, if I'm going to be honest, like with my clothing brand in particular, I didn't think I was going to be able to start mm-hmm. it because. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of time, too. Like, when you have a brand, a clothing brand, anything that you do, like, it takes time. Yeah. Like, you can't... And and notice, the BCG clothing brand was created to, in 2017. I think I was, like, 23 around that time. 23, 24, mm-hmm. around that time when I created it. And look how look how far, look how far, like, I've, I've gotten with just it, like, in that time span. I'm 28 now. So I started that like three mm. years ago and I, and some people would say, well, you should have already had like clothes and things like that to sell. And, you know, but it takes time. Nothing, nothing's going to like, not, right. I, I wasn't in the position at the time to do that. Now I am. So it's like, now I can actually um, sell my clothing, clothing on my online store. And hopefully, you know, and also too, it's really good that, people have been supporting and that's like that's like one of the biggest things right now i'm like wow people are really purchasing my stuff (laughs) that's really cool bro like i'm really telling you it's really Mm. cool so like i like like i said i didn't think that i was going to be able to start a brand but like i i feel like because i've been so um dedicated to like the stuff that i have is like starting my podcast my magazine and my brand i feel like it's it's just it hasn't Mm. been as bad as what i thought it would like i've been so dedicated so um, I just want to see it grow. I just want to see all of my all of my stuff grow, starting with the magazine, the podcast, um, the clothing brand, and like I said, hopefully one day I can start. Um, you know, like I, I'm not. I, hopefully, maybe years later down the line, I can get into that because you know, I I have the only thing about PR, and I have to tell people this: anything that you get into in the industry is like it takes time, like. Those PRs be working, bro. Like, I know so many of the mm. yeah, I know so many of the PRs. Just and it's like, sheesh, like, man, they really be out here working. I was like, I don't know if I could ever like do that and be a writer. Also, that's like that's just really something that I I don't know could happen. But it would have to be after I after I'm no longer writing. I would think I would get into that because I feel like any job that I do mm. is gonna be with invo- like involving music or sports. If that makes sense, because yeah, I love okay. I love both so much. So yeah. you know, if if I'm ever if I'm still writing, or even if I'm not writing, if I start PRing and doing anything, I'll be a 
a, a sports player <laughs> or or not just a sports player but i'll be a <laughs> pr for maybe a, a artist but like that'll be later on down the line for sure 